This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Genesis chapter 41 and Joseph has, he has revealed to Pharaoh the meaning of his dreams. So remember he had two dreams, one about cows and the other about to grain and seven really good years and seven really years such that the seven good years are eaten up by them and they don't even exist. And if you'll remember at the end of that, in verse 33, Joseph gave Pharaoh some advice. He went past just the interpretation of the dream and he told him, he said, let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land. And remember, he said, collect one fifth of the produce of the land and let them gather all the food of those that are coming and store up the grain under the authority of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. Then that food shall be a reserve for the land. So if you'll remember, Joseph gave Pharaoh some good advice, said, pick somebody who you can trust to handle this, because if you do it right, and notice he's doing it right for the right time, what he's saying is take 20% of what is produced throughout the land, take 20% of everything that is made throughout the land, and store it up so that in the future, it will have greater value than it has now. That There's a lot of lot to be taught about this. There's a lot to be understood about this. Bring up things that are plentiful now for the future when they're not plentiful increases their net value or their net future value. And in fact, the future value matters a lot more to your resources and your assets than they do now. And so there's some economic things to learn here, but there's also some leadership things to learn here. See, there's an idea in Joseph's mind here that he doesn't need to just give information. He needs to interpret that information so it's in the best interest of the person that he is helping. And he does that in every possible way in his life. He is a person who not only can see what the answers are, but he's also a person who's willing to step out there and give an answer for how that should be dealt with, how the situation should be dealt with. And that is a key thing in life. Oftentimes, people can see what's happening, they can see what's coming, but they can't do anything as far as plans and use of that knowledge so that it benefits not only themselves, but it benefits those around them. Joseph's not that guy. Joseph comes in and he gives Pharaoh not only the answer, but he goes farther than that and he says, Pharaoh, listen, you need to find somebody and do something right now to deal with the issue. You need to make sure that you benefit from the seven years of good growth, good produce, good crops. Make sure that you benefit from that. And the way you do that is that you store that up. 
you keep that. You you make sure that you have those assets to be used when the year of want comes, the times where there's little out there. You'll have it, and not only will you, when no one else has it, it's of greater value to you then than it will be today. And so when we get to verse 37, and that's where we ended, so the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. Notice everybody was listening they were amazed that he came up with that interpretation. They were amazed. And not only were they, the Spirit of God confirmed it to them. It confirmed it to be true. And so oftentimes in life, we try to find our place and we pick what we want our place to be. And rather than allow God to put us in the place where he wants us to be. The truth is that Pharaoh chose Joseph out of prison, but Joseph didn't ever even want to be in that prison. He didn't want to be Potiphar's servant. He didn't want to be in Egypt. His desire was not to be where he was at. His desire was to be elsewhere. His desire was to do elsewhere. And so many times we desire what we want rather than search out where God has for us. And the truth is sometimes God drags us kicking and screaming to the place of our best benefit, our best reward, and we fail to realize that. And we bemoan where we're at rather than actually realize where God's moving. And for me in my life, so many times I've done that. Rather than look around and recognize that God's moving in the midst of the situation, I've determined what I wanted. I've determined what I wanted to get done in my life, where I wanted my life to go, the direction I wanted my life to be in. And I've failed to recognize the movement of God in the situation that I've in that I was in. I, I've, I've tried to learn not to do that. And I've told myself as I've gone through life and I've moved or made moves in my life, which were quite clearly not in the middle of God's will, I've tried to learn to say, when I find where God's will is for me, when I find where God's wheelhouse is for me, where God's best is taking place, I'm going to plant down there and I'm going to get involved as hard and as heavy as I possibly can and not miss out on it. And so when I've, as I've gotten older, I've learned, okay, it doesn't matter where that will is. It doesn't matter who that will involves. What matters the most is I'm in the middle of his will. And I need to figure out exactly where that's at. And when that starts to take place, when I can quite clearly see that God's moving, that God's using me in the situation, and that I am getting great purpose and great joy in it, I need to stay right there and hold on and ride it out to the very end so that I can see God's work happening around me so that I can behold his goodness so I can see that Red Sea part for me in the situation that God is moving in, the place where God's at. And so many times we search in life for what where we're supposed to be and we fail to realize <clears throat> that the truth is that where we're supposed to be is in the middle of where God wants us to be. Where we're supposed to be is in the middle of where God wants us to be. And it's not some place that we get to pick. God's will is not a cornucopia. It's not a, it's not a buffet of possibilities. It is ultimately one possibility. He chose us. He foreordained us. He set the world in motion so that we would glorify his mercy, his grace, his goodness. And he has great plans for us. And those plans are for us to seek out and find. Our pl those plans are not for us to choose. And uh, so many times <clears throat> we want to choose where God's will is going to be rather than seek out and find where God's will is going to be. And here in this moment, 
he is in a place, Joseph, that he did not choose, and he is before a person that he did not know, and he's thrust in a position where he could easily be killed if he did not give a good report. He was just a prisoner from the prison that Pharaoh had heard could give an answer to his dream, and he gives that answer, and then not only does he give that answer, because of his skill, because of the development of his character and his abilities, he knows that you've got to organize, that you've got to plan, you've got to prepare, you've got to do the things that it takes to run an organization so that it flourishes and so that many people benefit from it. And so he says, so when he told Pharaoh what he should do about those dreams, notice that Pharaoh and all his servants saw that that was a good idea. They saw that it was a great idea. And Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find such a one as this, a man in whom, notice, is the spirit of God? He is saying, he's saying, Pharaoh's saying, I see the spirit of God in him. And I'll, I want you to notice throughout scripture, there are people in leadership who may not necessarily be really spiritually mature. They may not necessarily be really spiritually motivated. They don't, their eyes are not always searching for God, but their leaders in, in the world, I, I say to you, this Pharaoh is one of those men. Nebuchadnezzar was one of those men. I even think in the right situation, Pontius Pilate probably would have been one of those men who are not necessarily oriented to, toward seeking after God's will with their whole heart, but they're definitely oriented toward spiritual things. And Pontius Pilate's wife definitely was oriented towards spiritual things. And they can sense when the Spirit of God is leading in a situation, and they realize the importance of that. Pharaoh here does that also. I want you to hear me. God's going to put you in a place. He's going to plant you one day. It may not be today. You may be in the middle of it, but it may not be today. He's going to plant you in a place <clears throat> where you flourish spiritually. And the reason is because the Spirit of God is in you. Now notice, the reason reason Joseph's where he's at is because he's been faithful to trust God. He's been obedient to do what God has said, even in the worst of circumstances. And he's bold in that faith in that he's willing to go beyond what the situation may seem to require. And he told Pharaoh exactly what needs to happen. And telling that, being bold about his faith, being bold about who he was, allowed Pharaoh to see the Spirit of God at work in the situation. And quite clearly, the Spirit of God is at work in this situation. Quite clearly, the Spirit of God is opening those doors. Pharaoh said to Joseph, verse 39, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. Pharaoh, Pharaoh did not know Joseph before this day. But he's heard Joseph speak. He's heard the Spirit of God upon Joseph. And he said, there's no one as discerning and wise as you. And quite clearly, you hear from God. And God is the only wise God. He's the only one that we need to hear from. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Notice, every time Joseph's in a situation, horrible things happen. And he is promoted in the midst of them. He's promoted after his brothers beat him and put him in a pit and sold him into slavery. He's promoted after Potiphar's wife accuses him falsely of sexual advances. And 
he's placed in charge of the prison. He he fails in that one of the guys that he interpreted the dream actually was killed. And you're sitting there thinking, and the other guy who interpreted his dream, he interpreted his dream, forgot about him for two years. And then all of a sudden, in the midst of being in prison in a place he didn't want to be, all of a sudden, God promotes him. And he not only promotes him to a high place, but he uses him in the highest of places. Notice, everyone in Pharaoh's house is going to be ruled according to Joseph's word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. Notice, you're going to have all my power, and I am going to only have the power of being Pharaoh over you. That's all that is going to be. Everything else that involves my power, my authority, my position is going to be yours. By the way, that's very similar to Jesus in the Great Commission with us. Then Jesus came to them and said, this is Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in the heaven and on earth has been given to you, given to me. Notice he's saying, I'm in charge of everything. I have all the authority. Therefore, go make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you, all that I have commanded you, and truly I am with you to the very end of the age. Notice what he's saying is, I am giving you all my authority. The whole reason I came was to make disciples, to baptize, to teach, and to go out and be a part of what's going on in the world. That's why I came, and I'm sending you under my full authority to do that. Very similar situation. He's saying, I'm giving you all my authority. You go and do what my position calls to be done. And so he says, then Pharaoh took his signet ring off his hand. Verse 41 says this, and Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I've set you over all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring off his hand and he put it on Joseph's hand. That's the ring of power. And he clothed him in a garment, garnet of fine linen and put gold chains around his neck. Notice this very similar to that that symbol of the prodigal son coming home. Uh, you have a ring and a and a robe. That's a robe of power. It's a p- position, a picture of the clothing of us in power. It's a position of clothing us in authority. It's a position of giving us royal position with the gold chains. And he had him ride in the second chariot, which he had. And they cried out before him, bow the knee. Notice he is treated in every way other than having the very throne of Pharaoh. He is treated as Pharaoh. And they cried out, bow the knee. So he set him over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh. And without your consent, no man may lift his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. Meaning you are in control of every person. You're in control of all the resources of Egypt. You have been placed over everything. And also think about when when Joshua went into the land of Egypt, to, into the land of Canaan, when he was beginning to take the promised land. And the promise that the command of the Lord host said to him, the promise that God gave him, I shall give you everywhere you place your foot. I think this is true of what happened with Joseph. He was given everywhere he placed his foot. He was given full authority of everything. And Believers, when they when you're in the middle of God's will, I want you to hear me today. When you're in the middle of God's will, that's true for you also. You're given everywhere you place your foot. And the Spirit of God is pouring out of you to make huge differences in the lives of those that he foreordained to make a difference in, that he planned from the beginning of time. And he planned for Joseph 
to be in this situation. This wasn't a series of crazy events that finally ended Joseph up in second in charge of Egypt. It was quite clearly the hand of God involved in every situation that Joseph was in and that Joseph was obedient to the hand and the will of God and he trusted it. And it says, verse 43, and he had him write, verse 44, Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh and without your consent, no man may lift his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name <laughs> Zaphna Pani. That's what that's how I pronounce it. And I have actually a program that tells me that's how it's pronounced. Zaphnath Paniah. And he gave him a wife, a Zenath, and a daughter. He was a daughter of Potipharah, priest of On. Now, I'm not sure exactly what all that means, but that's good stuff. It's good stuff. And he's going to have a new name because he is in a new position. And have you ever noticed how God uses names in your the different names that you end up having that have great value to yourself? God gives you a new name when you have grandchildren. He gives you new titles in your work, in your positions at work. Oftentimes, he gives you new names when you take on roles in society, coach or teacher or uh, counselor or friend. You take on all these names and you have new relationships that are good and pleasing. That's what's going on here. God is giving him a new position, a new place, and he's giving him a new name because of his great faith. And so Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. Notice Joseph zealously goes after his job and makes sure that he puts himself in that position and make sure he puts himself in a place where he can do the job well. I want you to also notice, finally, that Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. I want you to notice that Joseph was a young man still. He'd been through a lot. He'd experienced a lot in his life, and he chased after a lot with his life, and God filled it up. And I would like to speak to young folks a little bit before we end this Bible study. I would encourage you to go out and figure out what the world is, what's going on out there. Not in the sense of partying, but in the sense of taking on some roles that maybe you wouldn't even really want to do. Experiencing some things out there in the world that normally would not necessarily be something that you would desire yourself. And give yourself an opportunity to be around people, different people, people who are trying to figure out the world that we live in. Go and hear lectures by professors and go see different parts of the country and go experience life so that when you're put in a position where God is actually using you in power, you have those experiences, you have those understandings, you have those things to draw upon so that down the road, you might actually actually be someone that God can use because you've walked in faith and you've allowed him to open your eyes and see new and different things and see life as it really is. Now, I'm not telling you to leave God's word and I'm not telling you to chase after other understandings. I'm not telling you to do that. What I'm telling you to do is go out there and as you study and grow in your walk with God, allow God to show you how that walk is taking place in the world that you live in. Because what you'll find is God's at work all around us. And he's at work in many ways all the time. And he's at work in every situation that you find yourself in. 
And the more situations you find yourself in, the more you can see his work and understand it. And so as you do those things, you will, you will be able to handle, you will be best capable to be the hand of God at work in the things that God actually prepared you to walk in power in one day. And uh, I know this, there have been many things in my life that I did not totally enjoy, that I did not totally experience happiness, and I wasn't content when I was involved in those things, and yet God has shown me great things from it. Many of the things I've done in life and experienced in life were, were in many ways, I guess you would call them failures. I would call them, not, I didn't do super well. I wasn't, I was an army officer, but I wasn't a great army officer. I was just in the army. I went to Princeton and absolutely was not one of the best students there, but I did get to see God at work in that situation and God showed me many things. I've owned companies and actually failed in owning some companies and I've done many ministries. Some of them done really well and some of them not so much. And ultimately, I've tried to make sure in my law practice that I at least experience each and every type of law that I possibly can just a little bit so that I know and have a taste of it and I know what's going on. And I would say to you that you cannot spend your whole life looking at a computer screen that's called your cell phone and experience the world that you live in. You need to go out and find what God is doing and see him at work in the lives of others and see how he works and then compare that to his word so that you know it for sure and he can seal that truth in your heart. And then you might be someone like Joseph who really changes a nation, changes a world and really is a man of great faith. God has prepared great things for you. Your willingness to walk in them is the only thing keeping you from it. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.